Hello, you're listening to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by Tom Walker. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in today. Yeah, it's uh, an exciting show today. We teased, if you listened to the pod all the way to the end last week, you'll have heard Tom mention that we had some exciting news, uh, big changes coming up for the pod this week. I think it's time to reveal those changes, Tom. It is. Uh, we are absolutely over the moon to announce that we are now in partnership with SpreadX. Uh, SpreadX are one of the market leaders in spread betting and also your regular traditional fixed odds betting. Each show from now on will be SpreadX flavored with every price that we read out from SpreadX's fixed odds service. So we're very excited to share that news for you and Tom. We have a very exciting, lucrative offer for the Profit Chasers. Yep, so we have an excellent offer for the Profit Chasers. If you go to spreadx.com forward slash FBP, there's a fantastic bet 25, get 25 offer there for you. Place a £25 fixed odd single bet. You'll get five £5 free single bets as well. So uh, an excellent offer there that you can do to get yourself some free bets, get involved with SpreadX and support the pod as well. Yeah, so we're really grateful for the faith that SpreadX have put into the pod and we very much look forward to working with them. So more from SpreadX later on in the show. As I mean, wow, Tom, let's very quickly discuss the weekend just gone. Uh, it was a wash, should we say, or, or was it less of a wash and more of a, a freeze on proceedings? Yeah. <laughs> postponement city, wasn't it? Um, I feel like you're the master of picking postponed matches, whether it's teams for your bomb-proof trebles, teams you generally tip on the podcast, your, the Twitter tips that go out. You, you've got a real dab hand at picking games that get postponed. I wonder if you can put that into an accumulator. Games to be called off treble. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we'd win every week. We would win uh, every week if there's a yeah. market for it, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, at the moment, obviously, you know, League Two, especially League One, uh, are falling victims to the crazy weather that we have in the UK here. And, yeah, it's decimating the trebles. We made the decision on the weekend to not pump out more trebles. Uh, four of our six strongest tips were called off due to the weather. And we got a few uh, DMs and tweets from people, which we always appreciate, asking if we would uh, produce some more trebles. But obviously, we lost almost the entirety of League Two, maybe two-thirds of League One. And uh, we made the decision, didn't we, Tom, that we didn't want to uh, water down the quality of the trebles just to get yeah. something out there. Yeah, absolutely. But this week, if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If you're a returning listener, it's pretty much uh, business as usual for what we're going to do. So we're going to go through the Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two, picking out our betting highlights. And then we'll go through this weekend's bomb-proof trebles, uh, which shouldn't be postponed. The weather's pretty good now mm -hmm. in the UK. It feels pretty much tropical, like 12, 13 degrees compared to the minus temperatures of last weekend. Get your shorts out. Exactly. Kick us off then. Friday night, Wolves against Leeds. Uh, Wolves 6-4. to four, The draw 9-4. to four, Leeds 15-8. to eight. 
once again, all the odds we read out are from SpreadX. Uh, anything you like straight here. Are these two both on our band list? Yes. I, I feel, feel like, like... <laughs> the band list is growing. <laughs> it is growing with good reason. Um, the source that we use for our statistics has Wolverhampton Wanderers at 50% form. So that takes into consideration their last 10 games, how many wins, draws, losses, etc. So they're at 50%, which is a complete nightmare for us. And Leeds, Tom, are also at 50%. Jeez. So it is a genuine coin toss, this game. Wow. Yeah. As soon as I was doing the research, I didn't even need to look at anything just to know I was going to avoid it. But that completely mm -hmm. backs up why we should all avoid that one from a betting perspective. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I think we should move on. So Southampton against Chelsea then is the first game on Saturday. That's 12.30. Southampton 4-1. to one. Uh, The draw 14-5. to five. And Chelsea 3-4. to four. Uh, I've spoken, I feel, for a few weeks, so have you, that Chelsea have kind of been unbackable prices the last few weeks. You know, they've been very, very short. They've won those games, as we expected, at short prices. And I think they're going to win this one. And this price is much better. 3-4. to four. They're against the Southampton side, who are in really, really poor form. They've lost five consecutive games in the league, five of the last six, uh, if you include the FA Cup. But yeah, I, I just can't go anywhere near this Southampton side. And Chelsea have started well under Tuchel. Uh, five wins in a row, keeping four clean sheets in that time as well. So two teams on very contrasting form. I think Chelsea should get the win here. Yeah, they should. And uh, yeah, you just mentioned there, Tom, a uh, nice segue about the clean sheets into a additional tip that I have. And that's for the game to be under 2.5 goals. Almost every single game uh, besides the Sheffield United game, which, you know, the goal they conceded was a freak goal. Uh, so you can kind of discount that from uh, the, the match itself. Under 2.5 goals. Five to six, uh, you are spot on, Tom. Uh, Chelsea building from a solid foundation. And Southampton, although, yes, they do have Danny Ings not in good form at the moment, Chelsea yeah. should be able to keep them out and uh, knock one or two in at the other end. Yeah. So next up then, Burnley against West Brom. 21 to 20 for Burnley, 9 to 4 for the draw and 14 to 5 for West Brom. West Brom without winning six, without a clean sheet in 15. Burnley, on the other hand, they seem to be kind of win a couple, draw a couple, lose a couple. Um, it's getting them away from danger. They're unbeaten in the last three. If I had to, I'd go for Burnley, but it's not a strong, strong tip that. I don't know if you've got anything a bit more concrete, but I just don't fancy West Brom in any game they play, to be honest. No, I don't fancy West Brom, um, but we, we have seen that they they're capable of being they're capable of giving people a game. Mm. You know, they can be uh, awkward. Right? Awkward, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying they're a good team. They're going to go down. Uh, I'm almost convinced of that. But you know, Mbe Diang or Diagni or I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He looks like a real threat up front, and we know that Matty Pereira is more than capable at this level. 
They've got Sam Johnson. They've got probably a mid-table Premier League goalkeeper there. And yeah, I, I'm just, I'm a little wary. I, I would personally avoid this game. But yeah, you have a, you know, if you really back me into a corner, of course, I'm uh, going to fall down the side of, of Burnley. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Up next then, Merseyside Derby. Liverpool against Everton. So Liverpool, the home side, the favourites, 40 to 85. The draw, 7 to 2. And Everton, big outsiders, 6 to 1. Um, I'm assuming, you know, the price is what it is, I guess, because Liverpool are unbeaten in 20 consecutive games against Everton. Uh, and Everton's record at Anfield is absolutely atrocious. So I'm assuming that's why the price is what it is. But nonetheless, 6 to 1 does seem big, considering that Liverpool are really struggling of late in the Premier League. I'm hesitant to come down on either side on the win market, but I think we'll probably get both teams to score here. The price for that is 8 to 11. I'm looking at um, the two sides, their recent form. So Everton have had both teams to score in four of the last five games, Liverpool in five of the last seven games. And when these two sides play at Anfield, it tends to be more exciting when, than when they play at, um, at Goodison Park. The Goodison Park games between these two sides are very nil-nils, one-nils, very boring. Um, the Anfield games, you know, last season we had a 5-2. Uh, a couple of seasons before that, I had a 3-1, a 4-0. So much more goals seem to be involved. I think we'll get both teams trying to, trying to win the game. Yeah, both teams to score for me seems a good bet. Uh, I was, I was, as the week was unfolding, I was having half an eye on maybe an Everton double chance uh, tip for the pod. But that RB Leipzig result in midweek, I know it was in Hungary. It wasn't in Germany. But Leipzig are no mugs. Um, and Liverpool were really impressive, got a really good win. The celebrations after that game were, were very passionate. And I completely understand they've gone through a tough period. They've had to travel mm. to Hungary for a game. You know, team's not in the best of Nick. Klopp's yeah. getting absolute pelters. I feel like that may have been a turning point. So that game alone has now made me want to avoid the entire um, uh, result market. So, yeah, yeah, both teams to score is the best way to go, I think. Cool. Uh, finally then, Fulham against Sheffield United. Fulham 5-4, to 11-5 for the draw and 13-5 for Sheffield United. Uh, this is one that I don't care. Hmm. Don't care from a betting perspective? From a betting perspective. This, this for me, will probably be a championship game next season. Right. Uh, from a betting perspective, yeah, there's nothing that interests me. No, agreed. Yeah, uh, completely aligned. From an entertainment and intrigue perspective... I'm actually really excited for this game. Uh, from a betting perspective, I couldn't want anything less to do with it, <laughs> I don't think. So that takes us to Sunday then. First up, West Ham against Spurs. West Ham 8-5, to the draw 9-4 to and Spurs 9-5. to They're the outsiders here in this one. Um, anything that you like the look of here? Spurs are very, very patchy and unconvincing form at the moment particularly in the Premier League. They've lost four out of the last five. Uh, the, this is a tough tie uh, away at West Ham, who are banging form. Yeah, it's happening again. 
isn't it, with Mourinho. The same pattern mm. is is coming forward. Uh, I watched a great Monday night segment with uh, with Jamie Carragher, and you know he said, you know this this way of playing of trying to go in the lead and then sitting on a lead and seeing the game out for seventy minutes. It's just not it's just not how football is played these days, and it hasn't yielded success over a sustained period in terms of a league, you know, thirty eight game league. Uh, campaign yeah. for a long time and you know you, we saw in the Amazon documentary that was filmed last season Deli Ali upset that you know they don't push for a lead and try win 2-3-0 and you know the same things are happening um, Tottenham very leaky at the back potentially both teams to score could be an angle into this one possibly but when you have a look at, at Son and Kane they're obviously you know two of the best players in the in the entire league they've gone a little a little quiet, haven't they? I don't think they're getting as much as much service, and the team's not set up as it was at the start of the season. I'm not even sure that that Spurs can score here. I get what you're saying, but uh, I don't fancy that to be honest. I just don't feel it. No, that's fair enough then. So I think it sounds like I think it'll be a good watch, but potentially from a betting perspective, you might want to be looking at something from a West Ham persuasion. But um, yes. Yeah, it's not completely cut and dry what's going to happen here, I don't think. No, no. Uh, next then, Villa against Leicester. Villa 9-5, to the draw 12-5 to and Leicester 29-20. to I feel like Aston Villa are, who are a team who could well be working their way onto a band list. Um, mm. Very hit and miss. Uh, if you're looking at their form in the league, Aside from the Brighton game that's just been, it's literally win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. So I feel like I don't know what I'm going to get from Aston Villa. And Leicester, when I start to trust them, they did things like lose against Leeds. Then when I think they're going to lose or struggle to win, for example, the Liverpool game, they go and win 3-1. I feel like whatever result I think Leicester are going to pull out, they probably do the opposite. Villa, I don't really trust. I'm going to avoid it. I don't know if you fancy taking a, taking a dip. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I I like two things, really. Uh, I personally think that Leicester are backable. I, I think with Vardy coming back, it's massive. Uh, they unfortunately lost James Justin to an ACL injury. That is more important than it sounds. He's been a really mm. good attacking force uh, from right back there. But I do like Leicester at 29 to 20. Left back. I think he's been left back. Oh, yeah, left back. Sorry. Yeah, apologies. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like Leicester at 29 to 20. Villa just, I think they, as you mentioned, Tom, they, they are win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And I think they... They've got some really good players going forward, but I think they struggle to put it together consistently. I think when it clicks, it's absolutely yeah. wonderful. And, you know, the Grealish and the Watkins, Barkley, all that kind of stuff is is fantastic. But it doesn't click often enough for me. And I think Leicester, I, I'm thinking, who do I trust more? Forget that it's at Villa Park. I know that's a factor. But do I trust Grealish Watkins and say El Ghazi or Trezeguet or Barkley, etc. Or do I trust, you know, Vardy, Harvey Barnes, 
and maybe Tillemans or something like, or Madison. Madison, yeah. So for me, Leicester. And then in terms of uh, those teams that I mentioned, both teams to score is four to seven. You know, I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but, you know, with those players on the pitch, both teams to score is definitely a possibility four to seven. But I think the better bet is to go for Leicester on the road to get the win. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think the next one is probably going to be a very much more cut and dry for a lot of people. It's Arsenal against Manchester City. Um, no slight on Arsenal really here. Uh, they have improved. You know, they beat Leeds 4-2 last weekend. I don't think many people saw, saw them beating Leeds 4-2 hmm. quite as comprehensively as they did. But yeah, Manchester City, how can anybody go against Man City at the moment? 17 wins in a row. It doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. No losses for 24 consecutive games. Um, they wanted to, to get the win here. So, yeah, for me, Manchester City, it's not a bad price when you when you consider that kind of winning run they're on. I do think you could probably add a little bit more to it. Um, I think you'll get Man City to win at half-time and at full-time. That's 11-8, to eight. so again, more value out of that one. Um, in games in particular against Arsenal, um, they've won eight of, the, eight of the last 10 first halves. So they do have good form for going into half-time in the lead against Arsenal and then carrying that through to full-time as well. So um, that could potentially be a, a more profitable angle into this game. Yep. I don't have anything to add from a t- statistical point of view. I am obviously on the side of uh, Manchester City. However, Tom, the two longest winning runs in Pep Guardiola's coaching career, and by the way, this one that they're on now, uh, the winning slash unbeaten run, is the third longest in his career. He's got on some good runs, Annie. If this is a yeah, <laughs> this yes, is the has. third longest. <laughs> yes, he has. Um, both of the previous two ended by what team? Are you going to tell me Arsenal? Arsenal, both times. So, will Lightning strike a third time? Unlikely, but just something to think about. I just like to keep people on their toes, you know. Well, you know, five to one for Arsenal, ten to three for the draw. The the money's there if you think it will. Yes, I'm just trying to keep the Arsenal fans happy. Uh, they listen <laughs> listen to the pod. City will win, but I'm just being being mischievous. Right. Uh, finally, on Sunday, then Man United against Newcastle. United priced at one to four. The draw nineteen to four, and Newcastle ten to one. Um, for me, I think Man United will definitely win this game. Newcastle really struggling at the moment. Um, really got to have one eye over their shoulder at the relegation zone if if Fulham in particular start picking up a few more points. Um, but yeah, not for me in terms of betting, but I think Man United will win this. Did you think that Man United would definitely beat West Brom? Yeah. Did you think that Man United would definitely beat Sheffield United at Old Trafford? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I did. They, I can't trust them. I, I don't see any markets, you know, one to four, not interested. Uh, goals, not interested. Handicap markets, not interested. I've, we've been down this road a few times this season with United. 
just when you think that they've got a tap-in of, of three points, they somehow mess it up, and I am not falling for this trap this weekend. Fair enough. Right then, finally, uh, Monday night, we've got Brighton against Crystal Palace. It's a derby. Anything you fancy? Brighton haven't lost in the last five home games. They're on a good run in the league uh, for Brighton. Yes, they are still in trouble. They're still in 16th. But in terms of you know match winners, I have a look at the Palace team. Uh, Wilf Zaha missed the last game. Um, I tried to find some injury uh, reports, but I couldn't find anything conclusive. Uh, so not sure if he's going to play. Eze is probably the other match winner that they have. And then, you know, I look at I look at Brighton's defensive record and the personnel that they have from a defensive standpoint. I feel confident that they can be they can keep out Eze if it's him alone, and possibly Eze and Zaha if it's just the two of them. I just don't see enough threats from Palace and yeah. and Brighton. Like I said, are moving in the right direction. They have been very very fine margin so nil nil one nil one one uh one nil one nil 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 two one one nil one nil <laughs> it's it's very very fine margin so if you're gonna back brighton you you're gonna be in for some some clenching i'd say uh on monday but yeah, yeah. i'd go for the seagulls tom at the moment roy the boy it's not looking good beyond this season i don't think for him no. I agree. So that wraps up the Premier League tips. As you heard at the start of the show, we are now partnered with SpreadX. So the clue is in the name, and we kind of touched on it at the start of the show. Uh, they offer the fixed odds, which is what we've been reading out so far on the show and what we will continue to read out on the EFL portion of the show. But they also have football spread betting. So not everyone has dabbled in football spread betting. Some people don't know what it is. Uh, me and Tom are going to do our very best to try and explain what it is. Tom, do you want to go through the example on the Manchester United point spread, for example? Sorry if we're preaching to the converted, if you already know what spread betting is here. But for many of our listeners who maybe haven't, as Tom says, looked at it before. So let's take an example where you're at the start of a new season and you think Manchester United are going to do pretty well. So SpreadX might offer a market that says Man U will get 59 or 60 points in the upcoming season. You can either buy the spread, which is essentially you saying Man United will get more than that, 59 or 60 points, or you can sell the spread, which means you think they'll get less. If you buy the spread and Man U do get more points, say they got 65 points, if you put a £10 example stake and you bought that spread, so you're saying that Man United will get more than 59 or 60 points and they got 65, you'd win an extra tenner per point they got above 60. So if they got 65 from your £10 stake, you'd win 50 quid. If they got 70 points from your £10 stake, you'd win 100 quid. If they got below, so let's say they got 55 points, which is five below the initial spread bet of 60, you would then lose five times your initial £10 stake, resulting in a total loss of £50 for that particular bet. So you can see how the volatility works. So you can make losses, but you can also win big 
if your uh, instincts and predictions are correct. There is a explainer YouTube video that we will put out on our Twitter. And if you have any questions, you can always send us a DM or you can send us you know, a tweet, a Facebook message, an email. We'd be more than happy to help you out, guys. Um, yeah. But it, essentially, as Tom said, it's a great way. If you really, really trust what you are betting, this is a great way to squeeze out even more money from your opinions. The, yeah, obviously, absolutely. the caveat is if you're wrong, then you're going to lose more than you would with a typical fixed odds bet. Yeah, absolutely. That summarizes it, summarizes it pretty well, to be fair. And we use a season-long example, but there's hundreds of spreads for every single individual match. Um, so whether you want to bet on total goals, booking points, the number of corners, all your traditional markets, plus lots more, um, you've got these spreads on that you can bet on. Yes. So remember, um, head to spreadx.com slash FBP, as in football betting podcast. Uh, it's now live with the up to £25 in free bets promo that uh, is available to the profit chasers. So bet 25, get 25. It's five sets of free £5 bets. So please head on over, check it out. And uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. So onwards with the rest of the show. Uh, let's kick off with the championship. Anything that you want to throw out there straight away? Let's kick things off, Tom, with our hometown club and our beloved Nottingham Forest. Uh, game against Blackburn on the weekend. I mean, Tom, I said in our group message the other day when we were talking about uh, Forest with our friend that instead of tipping Rochdale... You know, both teams to score over 2.5, over 3.5 every week, which has proven to be an absolute masterstroke. I think the same has to be said now for Forrest and under 2.5 goals. 73.33% of their games have been under 2.5 goals this season. At home at the city ground, 66.67% percent of their games are under 2.5 goals they've got a home game against Blackburn who on paper Tom should be banging them in but yeah. at the moment they're just not they're just not performing at the moment there's one or two little questions regarding Tony Mowbray and is is he getting the most out of this very talented squad I would say no at the moment and under 2.5 goals, it's odds on with spread X. It's four to six. Uh, but I think that is one of the new staples of the pod. Forest <laughs> under 2.5. Certainly seems like it should be, doesn't it? <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, I'd agree. So moving on for me, let's take a look at the conquerors of Forest in midweek. Swansea. Swansea sitting very nicely in third in the league. They're a point behind Brentford in second place and they've got two games in hand. So if they win those two games in hand, they'll actually go above, above Norwich and top of the league by a point. So they're having a fantastic season after their playoff heartbreak last season. Uh, this week, they go away to Huddersfield. Huddersfield have really started to struggle. Um, in the last nine games, they've lost seven of them and they've drawn the other two. So 
Really, really struggling for form at the moment at Huddersfield. Without a clean sheet in 11 games as well. And I'm just looking at their home form. It's it's not good, you know. They've in the last five games they've they've lost at home to Reading. They've lost in the FA Cup to Plymouth, conceding three. Uh, they've lost to Millwall, drew with ten man Stoke, and then last weekend kind of put the the icing on the cake. Uh, they were two 0 up at home against Wickham, the bottom club in the league, and they ended up losing three two. So really, really poor from Huddersfield and Swansea. Just kind of keep going. They just keep going. They've won three consecutive games in the league uh, away from home. Again, three wins in a row. Two of those to nil. I think Swansea are on really good form. So 21 to 20 for Swansea is a really good price for me. Yeah, Huddersfield dropping like a stone. And this is the last thing that they need, isn't it? Um, yeah. Swansea coming to town. Totally on board. Uh, another team, Tom, top, well, towards the top. Of the table, Brentford. Uh, they are the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. I know a lot of our profit chasers are not best pleased when we tip the lunchtime kickoff, <laughs> uh, but they're priced at five to six. They're away at Coventry. I think Brentford have lost their last two games. Uh, they lost at home to Barnsley. Uh, that ended that crazy unbeaten run that they had. And then they were 1-0 up away at QPR in midweek and managed to lose 2-1. I'm not put off by Brentford. I think this is a season where they get promoted for me. And playing against a commentary side that has recently uh, lost at home to Nottingham Forest. Uh, They've drawn at Asterix home, I suppose, against Birmingham. They were technically the away side but they're also playing at St. Andrews, so it's kind of a home game. Uh, But yeah, they drew to arguably the worst team in the league uh, besides Bristol City in Birmingham. And yeah, I'm just thinking that they're going to get back on track here. I'm not scared to back Brentford 5-6. to Yeah, I I do think I have something extra we could potentially add on to this. Um, I'm looking at the to-win-from-behind market. So Brentford to go behind and win is priced at 9-1. to one. Brentford have gone eight games now without a clean sheet, which is kind of masked because they score so many bloody goals. Um, what they've actually done is go, they've gone behind in four of the last five games. Three of those games have come back to win. So they conceded the first goal against Bristol City, Middlesbrough and Reading and then went on to score three and four past all of those teams. So sluggish starters conceding goals could potentially do that again against Coventry, who are capable of of getting a goal um, and then just kind of turning on the burners and then just blasting past them as the game goes on. Maybe nine to one seems a good price for that. Yes, I do like that. Uh, Coventry... They've got two players that I absolutely love at championship level, Callum O'Hare and Hamer. Uh, they, or Hamer, should I say, they can cause problems at any side. So I, I'm totally with you there, Tom. They could uh, they could find a goal and then, you know, the floodgates could possibly open up. Uh, maybe, you know, they've got Ivan Tony top of goals and assists in the championship. Yeah. That's pretty much all you need to know, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Norwich, I like Rotherham a lot. I think they're going to stay up this season. And I really 
I'm enjoying watching them define the preseason odds at the moment. And currently, you sat in 21st, which they would take in a heartbeat if you offered it them right yeah. now. Although, you know, they are going away to, to Norwich. It's possibly the hardest game that the championship has to offer. Norwich had a little bit of a blip, but uh, Timo Puki especially back in the goals. That's really important for them. I think their Rotherham season will be defined elsewhere. Don't expect Norwich to win 4-5-6-0. It will be tight. Norwich 8-15 should get the business done. Yeah, I could see that one, definitely. I think I'm going to leave it there. Okay, I have one more. Uh, I'm just going to throw out there. Big Mick. Big Mick and... Big Mick Energy. He is, uh, he's turned his beast mode on, hasn't he? He has. Big Mick is unbeaten as Cardiff manager. Uh, six games he's had. Drew his first two, won his last four. They are now, Tom, in seventh position. They are seemingly from nowhere the closest challengers to Bournemouth in what looks like a playoff picture that might just start to close the door on the chasing pack, possibly. Uh, but yeah, Cardiff been really impressive recently. Home game, three o'clock kickoff against Preston. Preston just kind of finding their way a little bit. I feel like Preston are, are waiting for the summer. They had a big overhaul in January, a huge overhaul, really. I think seven, seven out, seven in. That's a lot of turnover. Yeah. Uh, Alex Neal is a good manager at this level. Preston have got everything they need to push on. It's not going to happen this season. You know, they're down in 13. They may make me eat my words. I don't think they will. I, I, I just feel like they're... Can you be on the beach in February? That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. I feel like Preston, they're not equipped for a playoff charge and they probably know that. And they're certainly not going down. So what is their motivation? I'm not sure. So Cardiff, for me, look a good bet. 10 to 11. Kiefer Moore, uh, besides Moore and Arm... Sorry, besides Tony and Armstrong, Kiefer Moore has the best goal contribution per 90 in the championship this season. Yeah, well, it is mid-February mid and we've already rolled out the on the beach saying. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a new record there, but yeah. <laughs> completely justified. You are right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that term has been... It's normally get saved for, what, March at the very earliest. So yeah. we're about yeah. a month early. Right, let's look at League One then. Um, I'll get us kicked off with League One. And I think, let's pray on Ipswich. Let's pray on the bad feeling, the fact that the fans have well and truly turned against Paul Lambert. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be, I'm going to put out, this is going to be his final game in charge. They're at home to Oxford United Big this weekend. Yeah, they're at home to Oxford this weekend. Oxford are priced for the victory at 11 to 10. Now, this is an Oxford side who are on a really, really good run of form. In the league, they've won six of the last seven games. They're favourites for a reason. You know, they're firing on all cylinders trying to work up towards the playoffs. Ipswich, on the other hand, 
struggling. They've won one game in the last six, they've lost four of the last seven. Paul Lambert has a really, really talented squad for this level at his disposal. And they're just underperforming again. Season after season, this Ipswich side underperform at this level. And the fans have well and truly turned against him. And there's only so long that a manager can last. And, you know, the hierarchy at the club can can kind of repel this pressure from the fans, especially when results are so bad. An Oxford side coming to town who are banging form have got the potential to put three or four past this this downbeaten Ipswich side. This could really put the postage stamp on uh, Paul Lambert at Ipswich and send him packing. Joe Watt, it's it's best for everyone. He cannot be enjoying this. He's obviously he signed a massive contract. There's no way he's going to resign from a financial point of view. And the owners can't be enjoying it. The players aren't enjoying it. The fans aren't enjoying it. It it just needs to end. Uh, so you know, I hope that everyone gets what they want. I, honestly, Lambert will probably be disappointed to be sacked, but he'll probably be a bit relieved as well. Yeah, because definitely. It, this has been going on for genuinely seasons now. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. MK Dons. MK Dons at home to Northampton. Eight to fifteen spread X have MK Dons priced up at. I'm a little bit annoyed at them. They've they've kind of worked out that MK Dons are underperforming in terms of league position, good side. Uh, They're up to 13th, playing against the Northampton side, down in 21st, sacked Mysterious Curl uh, last week. Uh, John Brady is in the dugout for this one. Yeah, uh, MK Dons lost one of their last five games, uh, winning three of them. They, I mean, Northampton haven't won in the last nine, home and away. Haven't won in any of the last seven on the road. They're probably the worst team in League One at the moment. Uh, they lost a huge game against Burton Albion at home. And that was, before that, they lost 1-0 at home to relegation rivals Wigan. It's been, it's been a torrid torrid uh, little period here. They haven't actually scored a goal for six games either, Northampton. I mean, do I need to go on or are you quite satisfied, Tom? Yeah, I'm very satisfied. I was going to tip the same thing. Um, Literally read out everything that I was going to read out. I think from an MK Dons perspective, if you're playing against a team that can't score a goal for six games, you can't lose. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Can you? Spot on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I wish we got a little bit more from our, you know, very generous, lovely partners in SpreadX, but I, I totally understand why, because Northampton are bad. Yeah, they are. Um, okay, so let's look at, uh, again, another price, which is a bit on the shorter side. It's 8-15. to 15. It's Peterborough against AFC Wimbledon. And it seems like Peterborough, in their revenge season, have kind of uh, stepped things up a gear now. Two games in hand on Hull, who currently sit in second, just behind them on goal difference. They've really started to pick up in recent weeks with three wins on the bounce. Johnson, Clark, Harris back in amongst the goals. And they're playing AFC Wimbledon, who sit just outside the relegation zone on goal difference, level on points with Northampton. AFC Wimbledon haven't kept a clean sheet in seven consecutive games. So for one, I highly doubt they can keep out Peterborough's potent attack, which is one of the best in the league. Secondly, they've lost six of the last eight games. 
Um, so I think I think they could be in for a bit of a hiding this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep, fully with you. Uh, Mark Robinson hired as the new AFC Wimbledon manager. He was in interim charge. Tom, I thoroughly encourage you to go and have a look at Mark's Twitter page. Um, His profile picture is him in the pub with all his mates. And I, and I I just, I love that. You know, normally if a manager's on Twitter, for example, you know, it's a nice professional image, you know, where they're looking, you know, Ready for business? Yeah, Mark's just in the pub with his mates. Sure, you've got the right Mark Robinson. He's definitely got a name. No, 100% <laughs> I do. So, uh, so yeah, uh, 100% with your tip. Just wanted to add that in there. Not going to spend too much time on this one. Uh, top of the league, Lincoln away at 23rd. Wigan, we don't need to go into this too much. Lincoln should win 8-13. to 13. Yeah, and that for me does it. Uh, I'm happy to go to League 2. Are you? Well, I think you're being premature. I've got one more here uh, in League 1, and it's Plymouth Argyle. I haven't tipped them for a long time, Tom, Plymouth. Uh, we liked them at the start of the season, didn't we? We did. But we, we, did. we were not overly convinced um, recently. that they, uh, Well, particularly through that Christmas period, they had a bit of a wobble, and you know now it looks like they're primed for a best of the rest finish, you know, somewhere around the eighth to where they are now, tenth mark. Tom, they're playing against your Rochdale. Uh, Rochdale, we all know about their defensive uh, laps. They've they've not really tightened up. They kept their uh, they haven't kept a clean sheet for a long, long time now. And now the goals going in at the other end are drying up. Just one in the last three games. Plymouth uh, did have the uh, top scorer in the league until Charlie Wyke's four goals on the weekend uh, knocked uh, Cut off the top. But Plymouth in really, really good form at the moment, unbeaten in five, won three of those five, including their last two. I like the look of Argyle, and they are priced at evens away at Rochdale. Okay, yep. Can't disagree. Um, yeah, Rochdale letting us down on the, the both teams to score front recently, so let's stick the boot in. Right, League Two then. I'll kick us off with the usual. I feel like, you know, we say it every week. It's one of those little regular features of the show. Walsall to feature in a game. That is both teams to score. <laughs> um, tipped it last week on the podcast. The game was postponed. That game was then replayed in midweek. I think Walsall against Cheltenham. And uh, they lost 2-1. So, again, the tip would have come in, or did come in, because you, t- you tipped it on Twitter, didn't you, anyway, in midweek. Yeah. So, it did come in. Uh, five consecutive Walsall games have been both teams to score. 18 games without a clean sheet. That's the that's the kicker for me. That's where the you know this tip is coming from. That run spans back to, like, November. It's a long time that they haven't kept a clean sheet. Both teams to score in this game is 10 to 11. It's just a fraction under evens. They're playing Stevenage away from home. I don't think I even read that out. They're playing Stevenage away from home. But to be honest, Stevenage are capable of scoring. 
they scored in three of the last four games, winning two of those games. They beat Tranmere, who were, who were on a good run of form. They beat Crawley, uh, drew with Morecambe, who are flying high in the league. So Stevenage are capable of scoring, especially against this leaky defence. So yeah, um, 10 to 11 for me is a good price. Yep, totally Great. aligned. Uh, something that is becoming a regular fixture as well is betting against Grimsby. I'm going to do it again this weekend. Grimsby, bottom of the football league, worst team in the football league. Definitely yeah. at the moment. I think if you're bottom of league two and performing the way that Grimsby are, I think that title comes with you. You know, Burton are bottom of League One, but they're not the worst team in League One at the moment. Uh, but Grimsby certainly are in League Two. Playing against an Exeter side, you know, Tom, we always laugh, don't we? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, Exeter. Yeah. Uh, unbeaten in their last three uh, with two wins in that time. Grimsby haven't won in nine games, lost three in a row. To be honest with you, Tom, we really don't like Newport at the moment, do we? We don't like Stevenage. We don't like Scunthorpe. We don't like Southend. We don't like Port Vale all at the moment. And all of those teams have got a result against Grimsby. Southend drew. Every other team has beaten Grimsby in the last six games, five games, sorry. So I'm all in on the Grecians at four to seven. Yeah, definitely. Uh, early kickoff alert, though. Early kickoff yeah. alert. Yeah, I should win. Sorry, <laughs> mention that. Um, I mean, I've I found League Two a little bit slim pickings this week. You know, we've read out a couple. I've got one more that I want to cover. Um, you've mentioned that we don't really like Newport County. Uh, completely right there. They're in fifth, but I feel like that doesn't really tell the whole picture. They've they've kind of really fallen off a cliff in recent weeks and months. Um, they've had just one win since the 8th of December. Uh, so remember, this is a Newport side who were top of the league for large portions of the start of the season. So since this kind of start of December time, they've only won one game in the last 12. They're going to drop completely out of playoff contention if they carry on performing how they are. They've got a problem with red cards. They've had four red cards in their last eight games. Never good. They struggle to beat Exeter, who had nine men for 45 minutes. They're losing 1-0 um, until they managed to equalise it in the 87th minute. And that's So, yeah, I just don't trust Newport County whatsoever. They feel like a falling stone. And playing against the Forest Green side, who, you know, they're another team bang up there in the league. They're in second. They're one point off top with two games in hand. Um, they've got everything to play for. And they look like they're going to grab that that automatic promotion rung this this season. So, yeah, Forest Green for me to get the win. Yep. Tom, flashback. It's 2005 again. Because Ooh. I am tipping Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> uh, to be young again <laughs> yeah Bolton are, are attractive again uh, I haven't touched them with a barge pole for a long long time and for good reason uh, they were down in the doldrums uh, in the bottom half they have risen up to 11th so officially in top half at the time of recording a playoff tilt may be a little bit too much to ask but there are signs 
that the Bolton side under very confident boss Ian Everett is starting to come to fruition. He did famously say that his Bolton team were the best team in the league. I think they were 18th when he said that. Uh, maybe he's right all along because they're they're climbing up the table. Uh, Bolton haven't uh, lost in the last four, only one of the last six they've lost. And a real standout, Tom, I text you straight away. Um, before this uh, game away at Mansfield was postponed, we heavily fancied Mansfield. A couple of weeks yeah. ago, it got postponed, just like most of Mansfield's games in that period. and. In midweek, Mansfield 2 0 up. It was looking looking like easy money for anybody that had backed uh, Mansfield. Declan John, the left wing back, pulled a goal back to 2 1 for Bolton in the 79th minute. And then they went on again. They scored 85th to tie the game up. And then they scored in the 89th to turn around a 2-0 deficit at halftime to win 3-2. Bolton on great form at the moment, it has to be said, against a South End team who have had their good spell, I think it's fair to say. Uh, they are pretty much back to, back to struggling again. Uh, Bolton away from home at Roots Hall, 19-20. Will they make the playoffs? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Got a chance. They've got a big opportunity to. They really have. Anything else you like, though? I'm I'm done. Yes, I am also done. Do we recap last week's bomb through troubles? Is there is there any point? No, I don't think so. We had two games in the end uh, to talk about, and they were both nil nil. So I think we just move on. Yeah. Okay. Let's give you this week's bomb through troubles then. Right, so I'll go first with my treble. I'm going to just go for a standard win treble this weekend. So starting on Saturday, we're going to go for Chelsea against Southampton. Uh, Chelsea to win is 3-4. And in League One, Oxford sack Paul Lambert at Ipswich. Oxford to win is 11-10. And finally on Sunday, uh, if this rolls over to Sunday and it doesn't win, we're cursed. Hmm. Manchester City to continue their, what, 18-game winning run away at Arsenal, priced at 1-2. to two. So £10 example stake on that returns 55-13. 55-13? Yep. I just count in the pennies, you know. Uh, but yeah, really like the look of that. Um, will it be D-Day for Paul Lambert? Uh, we shall wait and see. Tom thinks so. Uh, I'm going to keep mine strictly EFL. Uh, We're going to take one from each league. So, Championship, Brentford away at Coventry. Early kickoff, Claxon. Early kickoff, Claxon. I'm convinced. (laughs) I'm convinced that Brentford are going to get the business done, and I don't care that they kick off at lunchtime. We're then going to drop down into uh, League One and we're going to go for Plymouth away at Rochdale. It's priced at evens. And we are also going to go into League Two and we're going to go for Exeter to beat Grimsby at home four to seven. Ten pounds off. (laughs) Fifty. Fifty-seven. Sixty-two. 
Um, I'm usually thoroughly supportive of these trebles, and you've picked teams who should win, but too early kickoffs. Too early kickoffs. Yep. You are asking for it on social media. You are. I know. I know. Bring on the pelters because you'll all be thanking me when you count in that pretty money of yours. Come five o'clock. At three three o'clock, you'll just be needing Plymouth and you'll be sat there wearing green, eating your pasty, knowing that everything is going to be all right. So, yeah, uh, more than happy to throw those in there. Uh, so, yeah, guys, as you probably guessed, uh, we have put together our trebles based on stats, based on our knowledge, our general gut feeling, etc. Uh, we back our own bets at £10 stakes, but we only want you guys to bet what you can realistically afford to lose. So please gamble responsibly. Yeah, that is important. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, Please get in touch on social media. We'd love to hear from you, uh, any bets you've got on, anything you've kind of picked out from the show and put on, yeah, or, or just generally your football opinion, right? Yeah, agreed. So T underscore FB podcast for Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash football betting podcast and football betting podcast at gmail.com for emails. Remember, if you have any SpreadX inquiries regarding spread betting uh, or if you need the promotional uh, link, Please let us know. We'll be more than happy to help you out. Yeah. So just to reiterate that, spreadx.com forward slash FBP. That's FBP for Football Betting Podcast. Um, that takes you to the page where you can sign up and get £25, £25 in free bets. Beautiful. Good luck this weekend, guys. Thanks for your time.